take you back to Ronaldo the city. Yeah, I got that, didn't, that didn't start to like the end of August. That's very true. And like, it lasted. Shit, man, this is like that now. Yeah. Like you got all these guys going to Saudi Arabia and Messi's bullshit and Jesus God. It's unbelievable. The worst is when you're linked to somebody for three months and then the deal happens at the end of August. The worst is when you're linked to somebody for three months and then their agent says, Yeah, we never talked to him. <laughs> yep. Like, oh yeah, we wow. never even spoke to that guy. Oh, okay. Yep, it's bullshit. I already pressed yeah. the record button, boys, because we were All right. there you go. I like to get it started mid-convo, so um, talking transfer stuff. But this weekend, we had the FA Cup final. We had O'Leary on to preview it. We have O'Leary on to recap it. But I have to give the first, the first impression recap speech to the victor. The uh, win, Manchester City win two to one over Manchester United and lift the FA Cup. Lando, go ahead, my friend. Boys, it's good to talk to you. Really, really good to talk to you. Um, so Brian's familiar with this. O'Leary, I don't know if you've listened to it yet. I, I do a similar breakdown for these last few games. I did it for the Madrid game. I think I did it for the Byron game. And then I think this will be my third one. I'm obviously going to do it for the final, uh, for the Champions League final. But Real simple, two to one city over uh, over United, two down, one to go. From a tactical perspective, this is what I would say. Uh, we went back to the three back, two double pivot, full in effect, trusting the Kanji and Jack Grealish. You know, the, the expectation for what I would call the low block wingers. We see this. I, I had this conversation with Brian. We see it with Mares and we see it with Jack. Mares isn't as warranted now. He favors Bernardo. He hasn't pep. So the trust in Akanji to come back, uh, and, and Jack has been huge. Erling Holland early on playing up, allowing space to get behind. Really didn't get the space behind uh, with some of the midfielders, but Erling being able to do that, that one-two, getting out of that striker. Varane in his nuts all day. Um, I really like Erling Holland. what we saw. One shot on goal, obviously he doesn't score, but the activity, what he's able to bring, the, the, the growth to that, to that aspect from him coming up, I love to see it. John Stones, oh my fucking gosh. Class. Absolute class in the midfield. Had a play 18 yards outside of his box, in his own box. Puts a nice little spin, takes it up. Good night. Clear as day. That guy is one of the best players in the world right now. Gundo Gun. Gundo God. My Lord absolute class what a player sign the fucking contract i'll talk about that later in the transfer talk rodri and kevin in the first half had good shots on goal rodri had a header i think he missed i thought i, I really wanted to expect more to that kevin had a good shot on goal as well kind of you know hit it into the ground didn't get a good shot on it De Gea would have saved <laughs> what a save De Gea. um second half i i right now i kind of want to take a pivot on that and just talk a little bit more about De Gea's inability to play from the back I think this has been one of the biggest things about De Gea. In the first half alone, 69.2 of De Gea's long kicks were led to City's immediate possession, meaning one pass or less. Either went straight to City or the first pass after was immediately to City. I mean, you just can't have that from a guy who's making how much. O'Leary, you want to educate me on that later. Uh, multiple times, I didn't feel like this particular player was immediately shown out for United. Fred absolutely god awful 
if I understood technically what Ten Hag was trying to do, he man-marked the midfielders. He man-marked Kevin. He man-marked Gundo. Kevin had an absolute field day with Fred. Had at least one yellow. And then in the second half down the sideline, he absolutely hoodwinked Houdini him. And it should have been a red or a second yellow, I should say. This is probably a good point to pivot to where I should say the refs were god-awful. On both sides, on both sides, I'll give the extent early on. Jack Grealish's nice little dive to get a yellow on Basaka. Dive. Oh, God, that was Hit horrible. Hit the boot, barely a touch. I acknowledge it, it. Dive. If I can acknowledge that, then we should be able to acknowledge that that's Fair at enough. least a yellow on Casemiro on what he did to Akanji absolutely fraudulent on the tackle that he had on him that's questionable a red if for me we and i'll go to the tactics when we talk later when it comes to the jack Grealish handball by the letter of the law it is a handball nice segue to the second half again letter of the law i think it's easier to respond to the things you're saying if we just respond to them now because you're doing it in long form and we're never going to figure out anything i agree that tactical was literally he slips into it, so I it's a yellow. I'll give you that. It's not a red because Akanji slips. Yeah, it was a war- so he, he catches him for sure. But with he, if he doesn't slip, he doesn't catch him that bad. So it I was think awarded at it to Casemiro. No, I know the free kick was. It's still a yeah, <laughs> fair enough. But it's yes, not a red. Different. It's definitely yeah, the, not. The a ref red. was awful. The ref was awful. Ultimately, we can all agree on that. The officiating was god awful. Was was poor. I'll, I'll give poor. it that. It came back to your Fred point. The first, the first when we played you and we beat you when he just man marked De Bruyne. De Bruyne was so smart to just keep pulling Fred out wide, and he couldn't. There's nothing you could do with that then, because that's why Gundo mm-hmm. had all the space. Because De Bruyne is smart enough to just, all right, I'm gonna, you're going to sit on me like that. I'm just going to go out to the side and leave it wide open. Yeah. Casemiro can't cover everybody. So, oh, take, Larry, what's your take on the head Fred completely out? It's a, he rightly deserved. He needs to go away 100. percent It's unbelievably embarrassing to me that fans are defending this guy and want an extension for him. Yeah. It's unbelievable that anyone thinks he's a decent shot stopper. He's not. I've heard so many people say, well, he stopped Holland. Holland kicked it right at him. If he didn't stop that, I don't know what else you're supposed to A traffic cone would have stopped that. He was planted on the, the first goal. It's a worldie. There's nothing you can do about that. I mean, so when people want to criticize positioning, whatever, if it's anyone's fault, which it's nobody's, it, Casemiro ran straight to Holland on that first play, and that's who gave yeah. up the space. And I liked what Casemiro did. He was going to go body him, right? That's a champion saying, all right, you're not going to do this all day. If you're going to play long to Holland, he ran straight at him. He was, whether he won the header or not, he was going to put it on him. The, the positioning wasn't bad. You know what I mean? No one, I don't even think Gundogan thought he was going to hit that first time when it was still halfway falling down. There's nothing you can do about that. But everyone keeps forgetting that De Gea was rooted four minutes later on Rodri. That should have been in. Rodri's header should have been a goal. And De Gea was stuck still right in the middle of the net, never moved. Same thing. If he puts that on net, the hay is not even diving because he's stuck. Do you so rate the attribute of playing from the back? 100%. Especially, well, it depends on your system, but with the way Ten Hag wants to play, yeah. Look at your yeah. backup goalie's play compared to De Gea's play. For free, by the way. Unbelievably, it's it's how anyone's defending De Gea after that. It's unbelievable. That has so to be the end of it. So, But what is the what is the actual, you're saying the end of it, some Man United fans are – I've seen a lot of people turn turn finally saying, you know what, this is enough. The people that were defending De Gea. But there still are some defenders. But what, what's the actual situation? Are, are, are you keeping him? Because from out, everything man. I'm seeing, it sounds like he's re-signing for 200 k a week to be a backup. He says he insane. wants to sign, and no one's given – there's no offer yet. He said he will sign for less. 
on an extension, but they have not given him one yet. I think that's going to play out until we get one. I think they're going to test their options, see who they can get first before they even, I hope that I, I, I mean, this is Manchester United, so they might be, they could do anything. The smart thing to do, be let that play out. You know what I mean? A month or two. And if you can get somebody, get them. Even if you keep them, you need another keeper. So even if he signs an extension, we need to, you need to at least have competition for him. Cause that's the worst part is you, even if he messes up as bad as he does, who are you putting in Jack Butlin? Okay. To be honest, mm. I'd, I'd let it happen if, at this point. Yeah. I'd go ahead. Put Butler. It can't get worse, man. It Literally, it's one thing to do it against West Ham or Brighton or something. To do it in an FA Cup final like that. Like the second goal, I think we can all sit here and say, any. there's 19 other Premier League keepers are stopping that shot. Yeah, you get your hands if, on it. I mean, you got his palm on it. Stops that, the announcers aren't even going to say that's a good save. They're just going to say, oh, it's out for a corner kick. Like, they're not going to be like, oh, my God, what a save. It's out. Okay, the head makes a stop. It would have been a good save, but, yeah, he should have got it. He it's got his not, hand on it. He's weak hands. Weak hands once again. His position so, was horrible. So, Orlando gets to uh, halftime there. Um, Any thoughts on your, the Jackson? What were your thoughts, thoughts on the handball? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I need. I it's need a handball. It's I mean, a hand you blow the side on it, but it's a handball. The laws. The law. It's a handball. If I it, immediately when I saw it, I remembered the the Man U Brighton game where Shaw got called for it in like the ninety third minute on that corner kick, and we lost one yeah. on a penalty kick. Yeah. That, if that's a handball, then Kralich. I mean, that literally hit his hand. It's a hand. It didn't hit his arm. It's a handball off his hand. I know. I, if, I, yeah, I agree. If, no. if anything's in an unnatural position, and that's what they want to call it, that's a handball. So can I can I ask a question? It's confusing it, it, though, right? Because it's 100 not get called sometimes. It's as well. it's ridiculous. Like that should I mean by the letter of the law it's a handball, but that shouldn't be a handball. If for all anyone that's ever played knows it's not a fucking handball. What are you supposed to do? do Where's you, your arm supposed to be? Do either of you rate or consider the variable of intent when it comes to the law? You can't really judge intent. You can can't. You? Yeah, like you can't. If you're gonna make well, the, the rule, the rule, how are you gonna say? That? Well, you don't know what he's thinking. Not, it was like the show when it gets bright. Why does he stand up there? He's like, jumping against right. a guy way bigger than him. How do you get momentum when you jump? Your arms are gonna get. Intent, up. How is someone supposed to intent, jump when their hands down? Intent, and I'm just, I'm just speaking not just to handball. I'm just speaking to the general rules. Intent was ruled against Tottenham when Hoon Son sticked his leg up on somebody and got a red card intent was measured there. So that's what I mean by intent. And, and I agree. I agree with you all. You guys are not wrong in the sense yeah. that how can you think, how can you speak onto what someone's I'm, thinking? I'm just, I'm just too. By action. So if an example is the time, how, how is it determined when a yellow from a red goes, when a player slid in and got nothing but ankle, it's determined by the time. On that, buddy, Once the ball time. goes away, well, but not even just a Casemiro situation, just any player just comes in, slides, literally a two sec, two Mississippi count after the ball's already left. That's that's determined by time. So I ask the simple question: Is intent a consideration of the rules? All right, fair enough. So then, intent in the Casemiro tackle. Do you think that was intent? Yeah, it, it's too slippery a slope. Like that's what I, I mean. Think he, like, you watch a Kanji's leg slip. Where if he does, if he plants, that he's not catching his ankle that way. Like I don't. Yeah, ever so that's think Casemiro was trying to hit. I didn't think he was trying to touch him, but the, he did. The other thing I would ask about, or not even just ask, I state when it comes to rules and any rules in any way, shape, or form, rules are written in the negation. Do not do this. Do not do that. It's written. Problem is, the rules the are written by people that don't play the game. That's the problem with the rules. <laughs> yeah, that's another You're, good point. You bring yes. in like a player committee to make to, to help redo these rules because no, they're, they're written by rules of people something. that never played 
it's called something. What is it called? Brian would know it. It's it's PMGOL or something like that that they actually yeah, rule it. They were, they're they, trash. They, they, yeah, it's an actual it organization. That so you got a the bunch rule. of guys sitting there writing the rules that have never ever ever understood how a situation like that would ever go. I just think it's shameful from a from a from a final perspective. I think any fan would say this of any team. When you're in a cup final and you have a ruling like that to go, when by letter of the law, but also when we're looking at it and we can see it, it's just nothing was created out of that. It's almost as if some tactically, it's what we see in in the NBA when you have a player with his hand down in the middle guarding someone and he just goes up for a three when there's no literally intent to actually shoot the three at the time. It's just plain to the official. It's plain to the refs. It's a style of play that, yes, by rule it is, but this is why we have these conversations. And for it to so you're compete- with the Graylish handball, though, because he's not even looking. So I get what you're saying because he doesn't yeah. even understand where the ball is. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember thinking when it happened, first off, when it happened, I remember I, I was screaming, like, why, Bruno, are you playing that? Of all the balls you could have played, you're playing it all the way to Wamasaka over there. And then we got bailed out with it, but it's, it is a handball yeah. by yeah. the law. Yeah. I mean, but I remember thinking of it as if that if that went against us, I would still that's a handball. Like if you're gonna do it that way. But I yeah. didn't think they would call that a handball in the FA Cup. Like if that was a Premier League, I was guaranteed that's oh, a handball. City knew. If if you saw how City we stopped. We stopped. Yeah, Grayless just walked away, like, get up, like yeah. fuck off and just kept walking. Yeah, he, he had no idea. He I don't did. think he really he thought it was going to get the hell be. out of there. Stefan Ortega well, yeah. puts the ball down, puts it to Ruben Diaz. Ruben Diaz literally looks back at yeah, him. You guys kept the ball way back there. And we just held it faster. I think yeah. it, would, it might have changed something. You guys just sat in the team box with it. I think we knew. But I think that might have changed it. Where, like, think, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. That was It was weird. My but thing is, like, you, you can't put intent into the rules for these fucking dumb fucks who can't even follow the, no. the rules to begin with. Then who was the VAR rep? Grayer. 100%. Uh, who was the I, VAR I, I, I know. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I boy. know who the VAR rep. It's or should I say O'Leary's boy? Hey, listen, David Yeah, no, yeah, I didn't really have much to say about the second half. You know, that one, thanks, you know, bring, uh, the, thank you, O'Leary. But the only thing I would say, the only shot I feared from 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 United was the McTominay header. Um, I, I really genuinely had you, bro. I didn't fear yeah. the Rashford shot. Bernacho I didn't fear the Bernacho shot. I didn't fear it, though. I really genuinely, when it, when I saw it, the, the main things for me, when you look at the possession, 62 to 38, you know, shots on goal, you had seven, seven shot total, one on target. We had 11 to four on target. It was an ugly game. You know, it's not, champ, you know, champagne football, normal city shit, but it's That's a cup final against our rival. Like, it's I a remember cup. if City plays their potential way, they kill us. Like, you're better than us. That's a fact. That loss hurt me just because you guys didn't play. Like, it was there. You didn't play very well. You played bad enough for us to literally have a shot at it, and we did. And that's all we needed to have. I actually – I'll give – I got to be honest. I'm going to give them a little bit of credit because to go down 1-0 like that, that fast in battle, I I give them a little bit of credit to, to picking their heads up and not letting it get way out of hand, way out of hand after that. Because after that happened and then the Rodri just missed, I'm like, all right, this could be really bad. And then they kind of worked. They kind of worked themselves into it a little bit. Um, you know who I'm not giving was, credit? Jack Raylish. I pray to God because Wamasaka killed him. Jack Raylish didn't do a goddamn thing except give his PK, buddy, and get, and get a bullshit and, yellow and card. Nice flop too. Yeah, and um, a big old flop. That's all he did. All he I did. Didn't, 
There's another winger that I didn't even notice on the pitch most of the Bernardo. game. No, Jaden Sancho. Oh. Jaden Sancho. Sancho. Sancho I, we'll get into that transfer. Now. I just read this shit 10 minutes what before we got into this. He's, he's leaving. Well, it's, you can't trade him. No. So I guess Bruce is going to Bruce Shalorn back. Yeah. Back. I have no yeah, problem with that because you can't, you got to, you got to invest it too much to just sell him now. <laughs> Well, you can't sell it. First off, who's going to pay for him? <laughs> who's going to pay his wages? <laughs> if, listen, here's this my only thing. If, goes, if he goes back to Borussia on loan and plays well, then you sell him. You know what I mean? When he comes back from loan, yeah. you don't have to play for us again. But yeah, you're doing what's Germany to you. And up his value again and sell him again. Yeah, you're going to go back to Borussia. You're going to get the value up. You're going to add a sell-on clause. You probably could sell him back potentially and just cut your losses. I don't know. See, the yeah, negotiation is the wages are a serious issue, guys. Three hundred twenty k, five k a week. You're going to end up paying half of those wages minimum for Borussia. That's Borussia fine. Dortmund is Listen, not going to pay if those it ends wages. Up getting, That's not on. He's he so needs right. To get, he needs to get his confidence back, and he can't do it there. So, yeah. but he, even he, if he, he has a good year in Germany, less than nothing what you got for him. Yeah, it's going to so, It's got to become permanent. Let him stay out there. That's fine. As That's long as yeah, like if it's it well depends what you get from him, sure. But if, it's a win. It's a horrible situation. So for me, the best case, the best thing you could do is loan him back, especially to a place he's comfortable that he's already been, where he was great. Go up your value again, and then we'll figure it out after that. See what happens. But I think because I don't know what else is, you can do with him. Yeah, Brian's point is those wages are so high that Borosha's not going to pay those wages. All of our and wages then in are return, so high, dude. <laughs> right. But United <laughs> are not going to want to pay those wages either. So in return, Borosha's basically going to say, well, then it's stuck on you because we're willing to take the player. We're not willing to do all that. And then at That's that fine. point, United say, fuck it, just have him for 25. No, nah, it's not going to be 25. That's not going to happen. But I mean, it's all right. I don't know. That wage is going to no really fee. bother me that much other than the fact that David Hay is the highest paid goalkeeper in the world. So... There's about wages. No the wage that bothers me the most is three hundred fifty thousand a week for De Gea. He was the highest I mean, paid in the world and the top three Premier League paid player. I mean, De Gea is De Gea is doing more than Sancho, and that the wages are twenty five k difference a week. So. I mean, yeah, yeah, but that's fine. Sancho's Sancho's twenty two years old though. De Gea has been screwing uh, up for years, right. man. Years. My cousin's twenty two years old. How in the world? My question is: How when was De Gea <laughs> ever good enough at any point at Manchester United to get the wages on? Not like mm, not, not that he's bad now. He run. Dude, don't even, don't he even, because he's not. What run? How many trips has De Gea won as the goal? Is it, all of his appearances and all his bullshit? How many trips does he have? You guys had to. You got to rate him at some point. You never once said rate him like, get the fuck out of here. That's what I rate him as. I rate him as big right. feet, bro. Well, let's not turn this into a fuck to hey a podcast. But <laughs> that's why Man City win win the FA Cup on the route to a Champions League final to do the treble. I, I want to discuss this and let's say this. O'Leary as a Man United fan is not one of these people. But these Man United fans that were rooting for Man City to win the league have to be regretting it all year. All year. I've been seeing a lot of it online. Oh, Arsenal can't win. Fuck Arsenal. Now they 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 back Man City to win the win the league. A lot of them, not you, of course. And now they're in a position where their most prized thing that Man United has is in jeopardy. 
they feel so stupid at this point. I never understood that. Speak on your fan base. I don't look at it that way. Well, our fan bases, I can't speak for my fan base. I (laughs) I don't think the way they do. So I can't speak of how they, I can't think about it that way. For me, it wasn't, I mean, I I don't hate Arsenal. I'd also no, I don't hate Man. Like I hate them, but I don't hate them that much. If I had to pick a team to get a treble over, like if it was them or Liverpool, I'm, I'd be much happier being City than Liverpool. As a Man U fan, if anyone's going for the treble, I would hate it. So it, to me, it wouldn't matter who what team had a chance as an English team to get the treble. I would be just as against it as I would be now. Obviously, you want to be the only ones that have it. But for me, yeah. it's I don't know. We'll see. Uh, the most. I'm upset that I really have to root for Inter this week, like really bad. Yeah, yeah. I've got to cheer for Lukaku and like actually want him to do anything. Me and Orlando that, are going mean, to do it's, a podcast. It's everybody that was just upset about it. I don't. I don't understand why they're that upset about it. Yeah, it was going to happen eventually. Me and Orlando so, are going to do a podcast later in the week on uh, the Champions League. What What do you think is going to going to be the score of that? What's your prediction? Let's get that. <sighs> prediction i'm gonna go i think it's gonna be a little tighter than i you know what i mean i think the nerves will come into a little bit i'm still gonna go see i'll go i'm gonna go city 3-1 that's what i'll go with yeah so they get the treble no doubt about it i think they do yeah i'm leaning that way i'll give my prediction later so in the just week. to get you ready uh when you do get if you do get the treble you're just gonna be ready for the manchester United fans well we still got it first though so just get ready to hear that because that's what's gonna <laughs> that's all they're gonna say then that's all that's going to happen after that. The conversation, the conversation has turned. I'd about rather both trebles in England sit in Manchester than 30 miles south in Liverpool, though. So I'm fine. If I had to choose, I'm all right with it. The entertaining conversation for me, should we proceed and do history? I mean, it's it's honestly, honestly. I mean, let's just take a moment to think about it. Because you have a club in London that I, I pray to God – I, I, inshallah, I pray that Brian brings this club up at some point on this podcast today because you have a club in London right now that are absolutely doing god-awful business with goober amount of money and doing it in the absolute worst possible way you can do it. And with City doing it with proper transfers and the proper businesses and refusing to get into negotiations and higher wages and all of this stuff to do it 90 minutes away to actually really fucking do it. Like you have no idea for me how wild it is. The years before where we were good, but the like we lost to Olympico Leon. We lost to Tottenham and Francisco Lorente's fucking elbow. Like it, this fucking tournament has plagued my club. We have been so good. Look, it's Siri's trying to talk, call me down because it actually understands how ridiculous it is. Check your heart like, rate, bro. Like, mm-hmm, dude, yeah. it's truly, it's truly absurd for me to know that the club I support can finally get the one fucking thing off of our back while simultaneously doing it. Like the other thing is this, I got to admit it up until maybe Wednesday or Thursday right now, dude, I got to appreciate the double. And one of them was over United. That is right now for me, just juicy. I know we'll bottle. If we do, I'll, I will, I, I take it. I take it. If we bottle, I get it. (laughs) And I also want to. Brian was kind of Chelsea was one thing. If you lose this one, it's bad. But You're do never, that, no, hear, no, no, Pep will never no, hear no. the end of it. 
Dude, it it would be it'll be worse than the Chelsea. Actually, it's Chelsea right, it's it's like it'll be worse than Chelsea already, dude. for sure. Not even close. It'll be way worse. Possibly. <laughs> way worse. Yeah. If you lose to this inter team, it'll be way worse than losing to Chelsea. I actually don't think Lukaku starts. I don't I think that, that, I, No, he hasn't been in the Champions League. Exactly. He hasn't. It goes I don't want to for any team he's on. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you have to. But you have to. Yeah, that's not, that's what makes me so angry about it. Yeah. Is I literally so, had a root for him. Let's talk some uh, transfers. Transfer windows coming up. Um, this Mason Mount thing is pretty hilarious. Um, Fabricio just put this yeah, out in about two thing. hours ago. No official bid for Man United to Chelsea for Mount because United know Chelsea do not want to negotiate at the minute. They want eighty million pound or nothing. I what saw that was in for fifty. I saw they went in for fifty. I saw a bunch of stories that went in for fifty. Uh, I don't think they did. Fabrizio and said no saw, bid was made. I mean, even if they didn't, I, eighty. I'm not. I eighty. No way. I'm not touching. Walk 80. away from that. Shit. Up, again, though, Chelsea has, doesn't have as much. They don't have a lot of leverage here because yeah, you don't hear exactly. a lot of other guys going in for Mount either. Well, if Liverpool's got McAllister, they're not going for Mount too. So if that deal is already done, like they said, then then Liverpool bids are over for Mount because they're not doing it. Chelsea have to make a hundred million pound in sales by the end of June to comply with FFP. So yeah, they don't have leverage. They don't have leverage. They're He's demanding for left. high. He wants to leave. Like it's not like a Kane situation where he hasn't said it yet. Mount says he wants to go. They're demanding a high fee because of that, exactly, because they're having FFP problems, which leads to another story with Chelsea yesterday. This Ugarte guy from uh, Sporting Lisbon gets reported that it's pretty much a done deal to Chelsea, and then a day later we find out he's actually going to go to PSG. The story was PSG offered higher wages, and that's why Chelsea backed out. They're trying to be financially responsible. Tweeted out by the mouthpiece himself, Fabrizio Romano, which his relationship with Chelsea, suspect. He's always tweeting about them in positive light. It's it's fucking weird. I know he's getting paid by that club, 100%. Because it was reported today. Okay, but he's – we're talking about Chelsea here, though. And it's being reported today. That the wages for Ugarte were only 3.5 million euros annually, which is very, very cheap. Very cheap. Yeah, I like, think that's you, about 100K a week, probably. I think, yeah, the thing I'm seeing on the J deal is what we're going to pay him seven. So that is yeah, very cheap, it's, to be it's honest. Very, very cheap. So, what the hell is going on here? What is going on here that Chelsea were in for a guy for weeks and weeks and weeks, done deal? And apparently, another report is saying that Chelsea tried to push the, 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 the club to send Ugarte towards them, even though he had a re- it was a release clause, right? So you pay the release clause, pay, player agrees to terms, the deal's over. PSG paid it. Chelsea paid it. Chelsea was pushing the player to come to Chelsea by saying that we're going to invest in sporting listing and become a minority stakeholder. And now PSG is going to the UEFA board with that. What the fuck is Todd Bowley doing? Honestly, this is an absolute shit show. It's a disgrace. And if that is true, that he's he's trying to skirt FFP rules by getting a minority stake in clubs, that is a fucking bannable offense. That should be a, a transfer ban for a couple years. I, I Listen, I can't, I can't even understand what Bowley – I can't understand what he's doing now or I've never understood what he's doing since he got it. Like at the beginning when he bought Chelsea and he was Sport Johnson and I said, all right, it's – it's like a billionaire just spending like what like anyone else would do. It's like a toy to them. That'd be like us buying a new car. 
he bought a club for a lot of money. He's going to play it like, like a toy. Now I don't under, I'm starting on. He, I mean, he's clear. He doesn't know what he's doing. Has no well, idea what he's doing. He's bringing somebody to help him understand what the fuck he's doing. Bring in a real director of football or something to tell you. Well, you got money, but you gotta. And, but who is it? So if well, you're a director he, of football at a club like Chelsea, and you don't know his name, then you, there really isn't one. It's a secretary. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, you know exactly. what I mean? Like it's that's not what, a real director of football. That's a bully move with the with the stake in the club, yeah. and it's that's a, that's embarrassing. That's straight so up. You should be allowed to do that anyway, though. Like I don't like the Radcliffe thing with man. You know how do you own Nice and own Manchester United? How is that not a massive yeah. conflict of interest to own two clubs? Yeah. It doesn't yeah. make sense. It's, so it's going to be our farm system now. Like I don't understand it. I don't know how you're allowed to do it. I don't know how you're allowed to do it. I don't know how. I don't know why it's allowed. Doesn't make sense. What's your thoughts on this, Orlando, this whole situation? Because for me, it seems like, you know, the, just when you think Chelsea got as messy, they get messier. And the skirting of all these rules, these weird deals, I think they're starting to panic with the FFP stuff. What are your thoughts on this? Chelsea's new sporting director is Lauren Stewart. She was named sporting director in February of this year. She was previous at, uh, previous she? at uh, AC Monaco. Uh, AC Monaco. Uh, right? You just said she, right? Yeah. Co-sporting director yeah, Lawrence Lawrence? Stewart. I feel like that would be news Chelsea if there was a real sporting director, director in Australia, new sporting right? director has now officially <laughs> like in place. That would be news that a woman is a sporting us. director of a huge club in the Premier League. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Let Orlando yeah. speak. Let Orlando yeah. speak. So, so the technical director is Christopher Vivo. Uh, Co-director of recruiting is Joe Shields. They brought in all this new management team. All of it. And in regards to Todd Bowley, before the hierarchy, they have a picture of the hierarchy. So they sent it out. And the hierarchy is the following. And see, this is what I find funny because there's no outs for this. You have named people. If you're the dumb fucking American that wants to come in and, and surplus anything, which, by the way, I, that, that's, that's kind of rude. Because especially as a Saudi owner, as, as a club from Saudi, any person of any race, of any nationality wants to come into the best league into the world and invest money and you do something like this, you have no idea what you're doing. You bring in people that do, like O'Leary has just stated. Well, here are the people. It is co-directing Lawrence Stewart and Paul, uh, Paul Winstanley. They are co-sporting director. Beneath them is one, two, three, four, five people, scouting and all that. So they don't have one. They have two people. Before... And this is clearly capital doing this. Before that, they had Bendad Egbahali, who was in Europe at other previous clubs. So Chelsea have no outs. What Brian just pointed out, by the way, as a club who's <laughs> been sanctioned by UEFA, what Brian just literally pointed out might is, be the equi- is it <laughs> just take that, 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 out, for take that, <laughs> just throw that out there? Anyway. All I know is what Brian just pointed out is like pointing, trying to steal a million dollars in broad daylight from a bank with a pencil. Like you just blatantly, it's not just at any club in Europe that you just tried to take minority stake in. You just tried to take minority stake in a club that you are actively doing negotiations with as like incentive. By the way, Sporting Lisbon has one of the most historic uh, 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 pedigree in Portugal. So this isn't some small club that you're trying to do. They have pride. You can't just dangle this shit. But uh, funny enough, 
they dangled the money and the stripper inside of Sporting Lisbon twerked a little bit. It twerked and you decided to try to do it. And now this I this is wild to me. This is so wild. It's not only bannable, like immediate ban on all transfers, immediate investigation. We're not going to have that because they don't have this structure in Europe. They're okay with this money type of thing right open in front of you. That's what blows my mind. Well, that's how they get right away with it because it's different countries, different laws. Different, like, so how do you, you know what I mean? So one thing's illegal in one country might not be in an, it's so hard to put those jurisdictions in, in different a countries. Club, a you club that different has been talking about, you know what I mean? You're talking about a club in England and a club in Portugal. And how are you going to get those jurisdictions, the two countries to work together to try to do something about that? Especially if it came to something like that. Where it's impossible. Yeah, yeah so you know I mean? it's, it's impossible. I, I'm very confident that there are European laws in regards to contracts that get done. Like that type of stuff is, I, I feel, is about a smooth process. What I, what, I, what, I find, what I find more of an issue, what I find more of an issue is the fact that the, the, the books and the money and the transfer and the talk behinds and the end arounds that we're seeing Chelsea actively do with Shakhtar and Ukraine and propaganda for war, for money in a political way with Todd Bowley trying to do some sort of melodrama episode, Netflix show. I don't understand how that gets done. Arsenal had that case in point. He was twerking for them. It was over. And somehow, some way Ukraine benefits and Shakhtar gets, I, I, I also, this isn't done from my perspective because I won't be surprised if Shakhtar, Shakhtar in the new future gets a gets all of a sudden new funding and get new new training grounds or Ukraine gives them some sort of leverage. They host something there at Shakhtar. You got to watch for that kind of stuff because these kind of things get done and I'm telling you it's all backroom stuff. Just like Fabrizio Romano getting paid by Chelsea or Brian spot on with that. Well, like, I mean, Romano look at the is, sanctions you just came down with. How long ago did they stem that. back to? You know what I mean? Yours was go. Your, the sanctions that they came against you. How how long did they go back? Like 2012, right? Yeah, I, I think, think they begin. So at this point, they're going to take. Like, let him bury himself because if he keeps doing it, and the, and this is worse than anything you've ever seen, let him go because at a certain point, there's going to be undeniable. You got you got to get off the club. You know what yeah. I mean? He's almost kind of keep let him. It's going to take a while anyway. If he keeps doing yeah. crazy stuff like this, let him bury himself because this is wild stuff. This is not like, you know what I mean, side contracts on players and stuff like that. This is an entirely yeah. unprecedented an situation. He is. But then, I mean, maybe they're looking at it as, look, let's let him keep let him keep thinking he's getting away with this stuff to the point where there's not even a question of, you know what I mean, a transfer ban or points lost. Like, you have to sell the club. Yeah. You don't, you're not allowed to own this club anymore. And this so time you're not allowed to write his own grave on that. And hopefully this time when they kick the Chelsea owner out, they don't let him write off $2 billion in debt because that was fucking embarrassing in itself. And that put Chelsea in the yeah, position that they knew what he was doing, though. Oh, you got to give him that. Right, but they should have never let him write that. Football was. They should, if they're going to punish the club who was owned by Abramovich, you can't just let him write the debt off. The, the next owner should have to take on that debt. You fucked up, Abramovich. I feel like that was a weird situation, though, with Abramovich, with the war and stuff. Well, like, that was, was a whole weird... That was, yeah, that was a weird... That, like, that's a different situation than this. That's an entirely different situation than this. We're 100%. We're talking about Russian just, and oligarch. Like, it's not the same thing right now. Yeah, I wish we one I, shady owner to another. Yes, yeah, so Abramovich may have been a shady owner, but he knew what he was doing, at least. 
You know what I mean? Well, yeah, but that, I right. hate Chelsea more than anybody, but the guy knew football and he knew how to bring in the right players. And he I won said games. shady, not incompetent. Not <laughs> incompetent. Those True. are two different conversations. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you're yeah. looking at bully now, it's the it's unbelievable that, how oh, yeah. incompetent that is. When anyone ever bitched about a Bromwich, you can't, as a Chelsea fan, you can't look at these two now and say, oh, I'll take him. I'd yeah. take a Bromwich back right now. I right think Bully just said, I'm just going to throw money at this. There was a clause that like they had to spend a billion pounds towards the club, towards players and stuff. But it wasn't that you had to do it in two fucking windows. And Bully just went apeshit. Stadium. Like put put a hundred million to that stadium that you got. <laughs> well, that's what they need to do. They are. Now, they are. They are. Now they're panicking because they spent $600 million in, in, in fucking um, transfer fees. The contracts are insane. Eight-year contracts. I'm sure half of those players are unhappy with those contracts now. And then you have a stadium with Chelsea that only seats 38,000 people, right? Most stadiums are around 60. The big ones are. 38,000 people with no European football. That is a huge fucking revenue loss. You have the highest exactly rate about about the mount price Because the mount price is going to come way down. They yeah, don't have a choice. That's what I said before. I said, if you're negotiating with Chelsea, you just fucking wait it out. Don't call their fucking bullshit. Because that's my they, problem, though. Because I they want have him in. That's leverage. what Ten problem is. Is he wants guys now. He want, he doesn't want to wait three. Like, he wants them for preseason. That's my only scared thing with Manchester United is I don't want them. Don't, like, wait him out a week or two. Like, don't panic buy it now. Like, because I, Ten Hag wants them now. And I agree with him. You need to at least get two or three of these guys in before preseason. There'll be some you guys after, are scaring me about this Kovacic deal now. I feel like we're, somehow going to get fucked up. I feel it like the Kovacic is pretty much damn near done. Like, why is Chelsea playing nice with us? Like, what the fuck's They're going not. on here? They're waiting to find out. They're waiting to see it, what dominoes fall first. Like They're co- waiting to see what dominoes are going to fall down first. Yeah. Especially when it comes to the Chelsea. That roster, whoever goes first off that roster is going to set the tone for the rest of that roster. Well, it 100%. might be Havertz very, very soon. Which is the crazy. I don't even want to talk about that. That's a crazy. That's the dumbest deal I've ever heard in my life. Why in the world is Roger yeah. want Havertz? I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I don't, oh, my goodness. Yeah, they must see something in him. But, you know, uh, talks about possibly there's some Daily Mail stuff coming out about Harry Kane to Real Madrid. I don't really buy it. But I don't either. they can pay the, the money. They can pay the money. Time. Oh, they can, but I, no, they, that's, that's what I tried to say to you guys yesterday. It doesn't matter where King. We're not going to know it till at, at the middle of August at the earliest. He's not. This is not going to be a fast deal, no matter where he goes. Yeah. So the King Why do you think that is going to drag on the entire summer because yeah, he's going to do one. it that way. Yeah, that's right. That's exactly. exactly right. He has. Livy he has no leverage. And he's going to let this ride as long as he pot. Kane, if he if he goes anywhere, it's not going to be till the middle of August, earliest, and that's at the absolute earliest. Where does everybody think Kane goes? Orlando. Can I give you my top three? Okay, okay. Go ahead and set the rules. One choice. Highest percentage, most likely, basically. Of where he plays next year? Tottenham, and I give it a 55% chance. You're saying Tottenham? Yeah. I agree. Oh, Larry? Yeah, I'm kind of with you there, too. I think he just stays and runs down the contract. I would if you're him. Why wouldn't you? Then you can pick anywhere in England you want. Okay, boys. Boys, entertain me. Entertain me. My fuck out of here 15. Give me a yes or a no on these Chelsea players. Loftus cheek. Yes or no. What are you saying yes or no for? If I would want them? Get them out or keep them? If you would want them. Oh, if they they should sell or keep? keep Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sell sell or keep. 
if you're a child, if you're if you're a bully. Yes, if you're a bully, sell or keep. Loftus cheek. Sell. sell. Lukaku. Sell. Have to sell, but who wants him? Yeah, that's well. That see, you got to like. Yeah, that's a tough one. To be honest, if they don't get a number nine, I bring Lukaku back because what else are you going to do? All right, yeah. you sell Havertz. What are you going to do? Yang. Oh my God, I don't want to have no sell. comment. Yeah. <laughs> Z- uh, Z- sell. Sell. Pulisic. Sell. Hudson Adoy. Keep. Sell. I like Hudson. Oh, he's on loan, right? Yeah. I always liked Hudson Odoi. I think he has potential. But, where is he going to play him? Yeah, Hudson Odoi. He could take any place right now on that team. Like no one's scoring, he try it out. He's the only one that hasn't been there during this shit show. Give him a shot. Yeah, it just depends on if Potch wants him. I guess. Yeah, I would sell. I, I would keep. I think you can get some money for yeah. decent money. We got for one him. keep. We got one keep. My opinion. In my opinion, you sell him and you sell him to Burnley. Do something with the Vincent Company. All right. Um, Aspilicueta. Sell. He's still stay though. going to stay at Chelsea? I don't see why you yeah. want. I don't see why you want. He's going to try to. But who's going to fucking fuck buy Aspilicueta? Nobody. Maybe, the, maybe Willy Wonka. Maybe Willy Wonka <laughs> will take him for the Oompa Loompa factory. <laughs> I didn't say we're not talking about if anyone would buy him. We're talking about if you would want to sell him. Of course, you want to sell him, but he he's not going anywhere. Hudson Odoi is the only non-sell, and it's from O'Leary. Well, you said 15. Right. That wasn't 15. Oh, okay, okay. You got more. Yeah. Mendy. Sell. Sell. He ain't good keep enough. Keep was good yeah. this year. Yeah, keep him played really good this year. Kepa. Kepa. I, I keep getting him. 100%. I would sell. <laughs> How? What are you going to – you can't I, – I, first of all, I think he's actually <laughs> think. somewhat talented compared to what you have. Who is going to buy this him? This is so funny. Who do you have outside of him? If you're going to sell both his keepers, what are you going to do? You just sold the same thing. That's not the game. The game is what would you do? I would sell. Yeah. I, said, yeah. I said keep. All right. All right. All right. I didn't argue with you. You were the one I'm here on yourself. It. True. True. It. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> I'll keep that argument. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. All right. That was kept out. Here's the great one we've already discussed. Mount. Obviously, I'm gonna say sell. To me, sell. He's the only guy that actually has decent value. Like, people, there's some kind of demand for him. Who? Exactly. Where's the demand for the other nine players we mentioned? Yeah, it's not much there. You're right, especially because Loftus Cheek was supposed to go. Loftus Cheek was supposed to go to AC Milan, and they just fired Maldini. So yeah, that might be off. Literally. So yeah, you can't you can't bring Loftus Cheek in now without having a new it's manager. Really, ah, it's so weird, dude. How do you fire Maldini and then? Napoli wins a title and he's taking a year off. Like, what is with that goddamn league, man? It I don't weird. understand what that is. Like, we're just taking Conducting a year off on you know, vacation, sabbatical for a year. I don't understand what the hell you're doing. I don't want. I don't get it. All right, this this is going to be a good one. I think. I think there's going to be a good heated debate here. Gallagher, do you sell or keep? Sell. I'd say. I'd say sell. I've seen see enough. I, I don't. I don't. I don't hate him. But well, yeah, I say sell. Sell. I've he's seen enough. He's a. He's a very specific player. Very specific. Yeah, but that loan yeah. he was on. He was really good at Crystal Palace on that loan year. Yeah, because like, he, he was, was just really pressing good. and crashing mm-hmm. the box, and that's all I mean, he just can a do. Different system, and I feel like I. 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 I I'd still say sell. I go sell. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Kulabali. 
you got to keep him. What else are you going to do? Work. Who the fuck is going to take him? Yeah. So what, you, you have to try to <laughs> yeah. make it work. One and the other one, you got to sell them with how old is he? You don't have a choice. That's not you have to keep. He's on 300 K a week. Yeah, you got to keep. And he's he's old. He, you know, some some of these guys, Thomas Partey, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's 50. I think Kalabali might be 51. Like, I want to see these guys' birth certificates. Let's get that game going 100%. for the next podcast. These look like old men to me. Last three. Thiago Silva. Keep. You got to keep. I mean, what do you – you keep him, I guess. The only guy that like, actually gives a fuck on that team. Yeah, and the only guy that – yeah, really, keep, you got to keep him. You can't convince me anybody else cares on that fucking team right now. Who's going to buy Silva now anyway, though, as old as he is? Like, you got to keep exactly. him. Exactly. And and you just yes. gotta keep that guy him. that old is your captain. He wants to play for you in that in that situation. You gotta keep him. If you ask me, who was the only player I saw that gave a fuck for more than five games a season? It was Silva. You gotta keep hard him. To keep yeah, hard to, hard to disagree. Hard to disagree. All right, Kai Havertz. Sell. I've never liked him. Sell. Hundred percent. Sell. Not working. And then I, this one's already decided. Jao Felix. Well, that's well, yeah, that one's done. Or would you? How about yeah. you do Raheem Sterling? I think that's a sexier one. Hey, Raheem the Dream. I'd keep. I mean, I don't particularly like him. I'd say sell, but I don't know what else they would do with him. Yeah. I would try and move play him, him on. Wing. Don't play him central like sell. he's a fucking That's target. a lot of fucking baggage. And you didn't even name fucking uh, Bukayoko uh, is coming back from yeah. his loan on AC Milan, too. Yeah. I mean, what a shit show. That's 18 players there that are freaking damaged goods, pretty much. Yep. I, I would, honestly, awful. I would only keep fucking Silva, and I said one other person, but that was like pity. I was starting to get bored oh, I got, of saying so. I got the list. I got the list. The only players that were kept were Hudson Odoi, Loftus Cheek, Silva, Who kept and Loftus Kepa. Cheek? You? Someone said no, Loftus Cheek. You decided no. Kepa. Someone kept no, Thiago Silva. No one kept Loftus Cheek. I think we both said unless Sal. It was you. I think you fucked up there. Yeah, unless it was you. I didn't. Oh, uh, no, right, right. no, I don't. I'm not I, keeping. I don't read him at all. No. So who were the keeps? Silva, Keppa, and Hudson Odoi. So yeah. two of those are mine, and one was one was me and him. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's uh. That's not good. So yeah, I mean they <laughs> they have a lot of work cut out for them. What a fucking shit show that is. Anything yeah. else? Uh, Tottenham get a new manager, Celtic manager. Uh, oh, that's my favorite part is the Maguire to Tottenham, the, the Maguire to Tottenham rumors, and the fact that Manchester's never going to pay him $10 million to leave because no one will that. touch his wages. Yeah, you saw that, right? So Manu's willing to pay $10 million personally to Maguire to get the hell out. That's awesome. We'll see. We'll see. That shows how there's no way he wants to stay. If that story's real and you're Maguire, you can't want to stay there. Does anybody know anything about this? You Ten million dollars to go away. Anybody know anything about this Celtic manager? No, it's uh, he's one, and he's yeah, spoken it's... about his discipline and what he anticipates from players. I've heard, I've heard that on a, on a YouTube video. But I mean, <laughs> we don't, we shouldn't really How be do you discussing. Say his name? I don't even know that. Yeah, that, yeah that, that's that's, that's not something I don't know how to say his name. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to be yeah. disrespectful. He's he could end up. I mean, hopefully. I mean, who everyone I'll else tell you right up, now, so what else are they going to do? Everyone Scoring a goal at Tottenham next year needs to be done. That's all I know. From a city perspective, if I, was, if I can just get a fucking goal in that damn stadium, I'm happy, and the season's made for me next year. That's all I need. No, nothing. Oh, about Larry, is, there, is there a mute button on your screen? You got, you're muted for some reason. Did you accidentally touch it? 
on the on the Zencaster screen because we can't hear you now. Yeah, oh, I did. There. My bad. Okay, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> funny hire, funny hire. Anything else? Uh, did you see this La Liga thing? This is a, this is actually embarrassing. A logo? They're gonna. No, the logo was that was a joke the too. Logo, what the fuck is like, that? It's like Formula One decided to do La Liga's logo, dude. It's horrible. Yeah, they all design their logos based on how it would look. You gotta give a shout out to either of which retirement, obviously, because that that's all. Oh that's, yeah, that's a sad day. We'll do that. Going. But did you see this from La Liga? They're doing this is freaking embarrassing, in my opinion. I can't stand that league. They're such a rat league. But La Liga is doing a. Spain versus Brazil game, friendly, in the middle of March 2024, so in the middle of the fucking season, to fight racism. They will be wearing kits that are the same color. This was announced today. La Liga is doing a game to fight racism, friendly between Spain and Brazil. I mean, how fucking tone deaf and stupid are they? You're gonna it's stop the league international break, though. It's got to be during a national break. It would have to I be. I mean, I think, I think, I think FIFA would be upset that they're using their international break to fight fucking racism because the Euros are coming up. The, the Copa is going to be coming up. I don't up. see how you could do that otherwise. That's exactly what you're going to take, take players from everyone, everywhere, every league, and say you're going to come play. And yeah, it would have it's to. Got to be during a break. break. Yeah, I would assume. It would have but to be. like. How, but how fucking tone deaf like, is I'm going to go to the Premier League and say, hey, we need your Brazilian guys and your Spanish guys. I mean, you can have De Gea. I'll give them to you. You can have him. You can <laughs> take him. But the rest of them, after, like, you can't just take my guys. After all the nonsense that took place with the Vinny stuff, the embarrassing, the videos that came out, the abuse he took, and that is your answer to fight racism with a friendly between Spain and Brazil. I mean, just a joke. I, I'm, I really can't stand that league. I hope they fall apart. That, that I have. just love that you know wonderful logo they put out. It's it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. What do you think it, of that logo, Orlando? It, it's just horrible. It just look like <laughs> it doesn't look like two like, L's. Yeah, like it doesn't. It the looks markings like, of a raptor. <laughs> like it, it, it looked like the markings of something. Like something happened. I, like it looks like, like you cut the left. F off the top of the Formula One logo and just said, "Here we go." Yeah. Same colors, the same lines on it. Like it's the same thing as the Formula One logo. You just took the F off of it. I do want to know with how La Liga has obviously we should give them shit about the logo and selling, you know, the rights where Barcelona with Spotify and La Liga allowing that to be done and doing all the different kits and shit, trying to promote and get people there and shit. I think we're missing the fact that La Liga has allowed for Barcelona to find a way. To waive all of those costs and waves and and trans and choice without if they don't that league is going to back. fold. If Barcelona goes down, that league is done. So there's three. They just they're, they're not even three. <laughs> so, two so clubs Barcelona in that are league, gonna get though. some revenue. There's two clubs in league. that league that they need to make sure. O'Leary, O'Leary, O'Leary. Let let Orlando speak real quick. So the get, allowing for Messi to come back when he left because Barcelona could not afford them. La Liga basically was saying, and La Liga it works where it, it it's not it's immediate. It's not at the end of the year they'll give you time to make the finances back. It's immediate. If you don't get that lever fixed, that transfer right, if that number's not at that number that's needed, 
you it's done. You can't register players. They had this issue with Pedri. They couldn't register players and had to go back on a contract. It's such a piss poor mismanaged team. And for them to be able to still win the league and La Liga allowing this to, for Messi to come back and do all of this negotiating and l- let it happen, it just speaks to how fucked up the league is and they just need the stars. And yet mm-hmm. Brian's point with the tone deaf, it's just it's it just speaks to honest, genuine incompetence. They really don't know what the avenue is. It's it's lame as fuck. Yeah, really lame. But let me throw that out there. In that situation, though, as as football fans, the world soccer landscape wouldn't be the same without Barcelona. You know what I mean? Well, they're, they're a huge team. There's, one, there's not Absolutely. many clubs in the world that you need to make sure kind of exist still. You know what I right. mean? Like, and that's one of them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Like and La Liga will fall apart. A little bit of yeah, La Liga is done without them. Like, who do you have there? Yeah. You have the two clubs in Madrid, and you don't have – there's nothing else in La Liga. You need Barcelona, and you need Real Madrid, and you need them both together. One can't carry that league without it. And and it's so, just embarrassing how they're going to get Messi back there too because it sounds like they're going to do this shady shit where they're going to have him play for the MLS but loan him back to Barcelona, which – MLS will benefit from it. That's 100%. what I said at Lando the other day. I said at least the only good thing that if that happened to come out of it was you'll get to see Messi at MLS at some point, pretty much guaranteed. Yeah. But uh, that in That's itself one is going to be a joke. Out of it. From somebody who lives five minutes from the Inter Miami Stadium, which isn't in Miami because they have not built the stadium because <laughs> of fucking Miami permit laws have not allowed that stadium to be built. They they play in Fort Lauderdale. The stadium is a uh, what's the minor league soccer sta- uh, t- league that's in here? It's like the USFL oh, uh, or something, or the the the, the national soccer league. The SPNFL? yeah, that's, that's, yeah. yeah that's so it's a national league. soccer league stadium. So you can imagine how fucking tiny it is. That's where Inter Miami's playing. I think if Messi goes to Inter Miami and plays a game. That stadium would fall apart. It would be like the insurrection at the Capitol. There would be Good. people storming the stadium to get a seat and to get a, a glimpse of Messi. I'm not but kidding. If, if Messi it's does a high school there, stadium. Be to get a new stadium. Like if you but can guarantee Messi coming to Miami, that stadium's going to be built. If he's coming to Miami, it might be soon. It might they be might soon. You're going to play in Hard Rock then. They might say if Messi's here, you play in Hard Rock Stadium then. It's that, Messi. That, that's a good point. That's a good point, it's, and that might happen, messy, but it changes everything. You could, you know, what I mean, you however, could put them anywhere at that point. The new MLS Apple TV deal games are taking place every Saturday night. When you got football the next day, that's a hell of a fucking turnaround oh, <laughs> for the Miami Dolphins. So, I mean, I mean it's going to sure be interesting. It, I think there's probably going to be a deal where he's not going to come this year. Maybe not even next he will year. Come this he'll come year. in like three years. Be, yeah, he'll stay at Barcelona. That's the. I think that's the whole point of the deal. If yeah, Miami signs him, he's not playing Miami. He has signed for two years. He's gonna he's gonna play at Barcelona until he's done, and then he's gonna come over. That's exactly yeah, what the whole exactly. point of it to me would be. Is yeah. there's no so, reason, there's no reason to do that. Why would you do that if you're Miami? Unless you can guarantee he's coming. And if you're Barcelona, I don't want him in a year. I want him now. So sign him, loan him, come back in two years, and then figure it out. It gives you two years to figure out a stadium. The finagling make, that they have to yeah, do. It's finagling, but it's yeah. pretty freaking. It's pretty smart if you think about it. Well, because it they're, makes sense. Because they're, they're the only team that can go. Well, we're Barcelona, so make this happen, please. The only bright like, side of it benefits the MLS, so it, I can't hate it completely. Like I'm not a giant well, MLS fan, but it benefits the MLS. I, I, 
I hope we appreciate the finagling that Barcelona does, and I hope we look at it as the same eye as when we look at those charges that City have been looked on. I'm just going to go ahead and make sure I say that right now. The other other thing I want to say real quick in regards... What I what I find funny about Barcelona in the in the Inter Milan situation is who is going to be paying the wages and when? Because if Barcelona find a way to allow Lionel Messi to wear a Barcelona kit, and I fucking find out that Inter Milan are paying those fucking Miami, wages, Miami. Inter Miami. Oh yeah, Miami. My he's bad. Inter Milan on the brain. Leave him alone. He's got Inter yeah. on the brain. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, my, he's allowed. Bad, to. He's he's allowed to. Lukaku's making giving me nightmares right now, bro. He's uh, it's a good slip. Nice slip. <laughs> but but yeah, I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh. I'm gonna laugh if 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 Miami is yeah, paying those, those, those fucking wages. Yeah. I mean, either, I either way. I don't know though, because my inner inner Miami you is a you shit. Honestly, say though, even if you don't like Barcelona, that you wouldn't like to see Messi back in Barcelona. Oh, Can absolutely. Sit here and say that. Yeah. So the storyline, absolutely. It's good for the I sport. It's good for anyone that loves soccer. It, like the way they would do it would be shitty. Barcelona doesn't deserve what they get, but it 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 would be beneficial to everybody that loves that loves the sport to watch Messi be back in Barcelona. Yeah, but here's the thing. Yeah, I'd be very Miami, curious to see how he was played under Xavi because I would love to see how Xavi would use him because he's the yeah, one, he knows him better than anybody. You know but the I mean? thing he is – You had a plan for him. The thing is if, if Miami is paying those wages, which are not going to be cheap, they're going to be saying to themselves, hey, we need to have him play for us and make that money and, and revenue back. Like he needs to play. We're not just going to pay him to play for you and not see any financial benefit. Inter Miami is a little fucking team that sucks in the MLS. So they're not going to just go, hey, let's do this. So we, huh? Yeah, they fired uh, Neville's brother. Yeah. Yeah. Phil Neville got fired this week or something. They're not going to go, hey, we'll see you in three years, but we're going to pay you. That's, there's no way that's happening. So I I I would assume. I don't think it'd be three years. Maybe one. I don't think two max. That's what I'm, but but that comeback game that, but one, one year, two years, see on the third. That's three fucking years. That's what I'm saying. I don't think he's just going for one swan song at Barcelona. I think he's going for two minimum. I, I Maybe. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, yeah I'd, I'd probably say it's more likely to be two, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Inter Milan currently. But I guarantee you get that stadium built if you get a contract signed, then Messi's going to come play in it. <laughs> what were you saying, Orlando? Yeah. Inter Milan currently sit 15th in the Eastern Conference. With 16 Miami. Games played. Well, and he's still on it. He's still on it. Inter Miami, Inter Miami are 16th yeah, in awful. the conference. Last. They're awful. Goal differential of minus six. I 11 they, losses. 11. Yeah, losses. I was just going to say, I saw that they lost a shitload of games. <laughs> a shitload of games. I think they only played it's like so five. His boy, then he definitely, he definitely, they've definitely lost a bunch of games. They're so bad. All right, we got to wrap this up. Is there anything else we guys oh, we want to talk about, discuss before we get out of here? Who had a better season, United or Arsenal? United. I'm not having the argument. <laughs> United. I don't really care. <laughs> I'm disappointed with our season. I'm sure O'Leary's disappointed with his. If you're asking me what situation I would rather be in, it'd be Arsenal's, but we had a better season. If that makes yeah, sense. I'd fair. rather be Arsenal 10 days. Yeah, like right 10. now, looking at it right now, I'd rather be Arsenal in their situation than us, but we had a better season. Yeah. You know what? Sometimes I lose sleep at night 
thinking, I wish we were paying David DeHay and Jaden Sancho 650k <laughs> a week. You, hey, that's fine, buddy. We got, I got. There's nothing. There's nothing we can do about it now. All you can do is come up with solutions. That's all. Try to figure out the best way to get around it. I wish. That's I all you can position. do. How much is McGuire making? 190k a week. 190. Anytime I need a good laugh, I look at your guys' wage bill. Oh, that's the last thing I want to say. You know what? This is the exact the story that came out today. They're literally going to re-sign Lissandra Martinez already. This is the typical. Yeah. He's been there for one year. I love him. Would Fine. You, Why are you going to re-sign a guy you just got? He's already. What they give him? It, I don't care. Then up his. Don't put the years on it. Just up his. Give him 20 more grand what? a month. Or yeah, Why would you be re-sign on. him? He was a five-year deal. He played one, and you're already going to re-sign him. This he's is a typical a, Manchester United problem. They're probably going to give him 350 If you want to give him a bonus, give him a bonus. You don't sign him to more. I, it doesn't make any sense. There's a reason they're why probably, you still have Eric Bailly and Phil Jones on the books. This is yeah. what we do. It's they're probably going to give him like 350k a week too. Nah, the ten hag rule is 200. <laughs> the ten hag rule is 200. Okay, they went over ten hag rule. He hasn't signed higher than that. Ten hag has not signed anybody over two hundred since he's been there. That's a so ten hag Harry rule. Kuhn says so. If Harry Kane yeah, says yeah, I want two fifty k a week, ten hag's going to oh, go. No, I, I think it's the dumbest young man. rule I've ever heard. I think it's absolutely asinine. But I'm telling you, there's eight million stories of that. And that's Why the is your manager rule. putting fucking rules on wages? Yeah. What, what is happening at United? <laughs> no idea. Yeah, yeah, that's fucking no, retarded. Well, I understand why Ten Hag came in and said that. When you have all these, he comes in and looks at that team and these wages and saying, "All right, we got to cap this somehow." Like you can't keep doing this. I get it's yeah. kind of point where you can't just keep throwing money at these idiots. We got to put, yeah. we got to have at least something. Put a but put at least getting, a line or a benchmark getting, on it. You're getting in conversations with Harry Kane. He's not com- he's not making a move for less than he's probably asking for 300k a week, and you give it to him. What's Harry Kane make a week now? It's know? like 190, I think. It's a good contract. So that's what I mean. It's not Le- that Levy, crazy. Levy, yeah. Levy tied Charlie Kane up and threw him in the back of his car and said, "Here's the deal. Just put your hand, put your hand out of the trunk. I'll give you a pen, and you're signing this shit." Kane owns percentage of that stadium now. Is that what it was? We'll give probably, you two percent of our new stadium. You own those we'll forty-seven seats with, over there. We'll let you perform with Beyonce. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, that might, that makes not an annual. Yeah, it's not a bad booster, to be honest with you. All right, final words, Lando. Where do you want to get out of here on? You're, you you got the FA Cup. You're going for the treble. Say what you got to say to end this podcast. If either one of you all sat in these shoes right now, you would be as happy as I am to see how we've played against who we've beat. That's the thing. Arsenal are no slouch. Literally dominated for 92% of the season. Still found a way. United are our rivals. Real Madrid, Bayern Munich. You name it, we've taken it out. We've just found a way. Completing football at the end of this year? Fucking hell. I don't care what the hell happens next year. I truly don't give a hulu fuck who we sign right now. I do not care. It's 90 minutes away from history. The Against Inter Miami, right? <laughs> it's against who? Inter Miami. Yeah, it's gonna be a tough yeah. one against Inter Miami next next week, man. <laughs> I got messy. That's now. a good one over Yeah, right. You heard, man. It's coming. It's unbelievable. Good luck. <laughs> uh, that's comedy. That's good shit. <laughs> oh man. 
All right, so we'll end on that note. Thank you very much again to have me on. Yeah, absolutely. We'll end on that note. Me and Orlando will do Champions League final preview at the end of the week, and then we'll be back next week. We'll let you know if uh, you can join us, O'Leary, and then uh, that's it. End of the podcast. We're out, bitches. Peace.